Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The local station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with The Local Station. Hello, thanks for joining us again for another episode of Going Ringside. I'm your host, Scott Johnson. As always, the show continues to grow. Our last episode, you can go back and listen to right now or ever you get your podcast with the Pope, Elijah Burke. Great interview with him talking all about um, the things that uh, he was involved in, how he went from being a, a, a police officer to a pro wrestler in WWE, told us that Vince started the Spirit Squad and talks a lot of uh, interesting things about how he thinks Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes impacted and have influenced the black community. Uh, really interesting perspective there from DePope, Elijah Burke. So if you want to go back and listen to that right now, you can. Um, there's a lot going on in the wrestling world we're going to get to. First, I want to stop and point out a great wrestling podcast. I had the pleasure of going on this past week. That would be Turnbuckle Tavern. Put their link up right there. That's the, their logo, Turnbuckle Tavern. Great wrestling podcast, doing really uh, up-to-date stuff on day-to-day happenings in, a re- in the wrestling world. I just was on with them on a recent episode that just came out. Uh, a lot of fun there. They do a great job. So give them a follow. Just search Turnbuckle Tavern. I think they have a website. They're on Instagram and elsewhere. So give a... a look at Turnbuckle Tavern, great wrestling podcast out there. I was happy to be a part of their show. Um, So today we're going to talk about, there's been two major headlines in the last week, and I want to do one at a time because they're both big. The first is news that came out this week that there has been a federal subpoena served on Vince McMahon and a search warrant. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. That's major. That's big. We need to discuss that, and we're going to do that today. The other, it appears that AEW and WWE have kind of gone to war with one another. Um, This started with a video that was put out by WWE about Cody Rhodes. And in the video, Triple H, the COO, Chief Operating Officer of WWE, takes a subtle dig at AEW by calling them, quote, a secondary promotion. We'll have a full quote a little later in the show. I thought that was really interesting. Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, doesn't take it lying down. He's in the Orlando Sentinel just days later responding, saying, we are not a secondary promotion. Uh, This is almost reminding me like Monday Night War type stuff from the 90s with Raw and Nitro. Good stuff out there if you follow this world of wrestling. We're going to talk about that a little later on the show with the radio host Ed Dean because it almost reminds me like two rival political campaigns going at each other with like subtle jabs that spawn articles. Well, Ed kind of follows politics for a living. He does a political show in Florida, and we're going to get his perspective on that, on this AEW-WWE fight that's going on later on on the show. But first, I want to talk about this McMahon federal subpoena that was handed down by a grand jury. We have a uh, veteran defense lawyer named Gene Nichols to to help us analyze what's going on here. Gene will join us in a little bit to help us analyze what's going on with Vince. So let's start at the beginning. So about a week or so ago, 
we get news that Vince McMahon had major spinal surgery. It's kind of a big deal. I mentioned it on our At Going Ringside TikTok channel and At Going Ringside Instagram. We discussed it. Give us a follow there if you're able. But Vince is out. And, you know, they say, you know, usually when you hear these type of things, they say he'll bounce back and he'll be back soon enough. But keep in mind, Vince McMahon is 77 years old. Any surgery is not minor surgery when you're at that age. So we'll have to see what happens. Well wishes with McMahon and his family that he does have a full and speedy recovery. But that's going on at the same time something else comes out late this week that no one really knew about. So Vince, if you remember, a couple years ago had hush money sex scandal headlines show up. And there was talk that he had paid off women, former employees, females. And he eventually it got so overwhelming the scandal did. And this is Vince McMahon we're talking about, a guy who fought the federal governor over steroid scandal in the early 90s, who did all the drama that went with the Attitude Era and uh, dealt with the Chris Benoit murder. He never stepped down. He never backed down. But this sex scandal that came out a couple years ago, he did. Vince retired or stepped away from the company because of sex scandal, there was so much pressure. So he leaves, and then months later, Vince comes back. When we find out that WWE is going to merge with Endeavor, with UFC, with something that was executed a few months ago, or that was announced a few months ago, the execution of the full deal will probably be later this year and will fundamentally change WWE going forward. They will be a minority shareholder in this new group. They will have about 49%, while Ari Emanuel and UFC, which is called Endeavor, they will own 51%. But Vince McMahon will remain a minority shareholder. So Vince comes back to WWE, and everyone's saying it's because he wants to help execute this deal with the, the company that he built starting when he bought it from his dad in the late 70s, early 1980s. So Vince comes back to WWE, and I think I saw a headline where he regretted ever stepping away. Like he, he had felt he got bad advice and wished he had stayed on. But when he came back, the sex scandal story kind of went in the background. People kind of started to forget about it. And I, just as a viewer, consumer of wrestling news, thought it was over and he and they had moved on from that 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 was old news that it was an old story then we get this headline this week and let's discuss that so the only reason we know about this is because WWE had to do a quarterly report and disclose details of their company with the SEC this year Security and Exchange Commission likely oh I'm getting a, an alert on my phone sorry during the show um, but he had to um, put that out there with the SEC, WWE did, during um, an SEC disclosure about a month ago. In that disclosure, we learned that uh, WWE and Vince McMahon specifically had a federal search warrant executed on him and a federal subpoena that was handed down by a grand jury. No one really knew this was coming. This kind of just came out of left field. That Vince had the Fed still looking at him, and all indications right now are this is due to what's going on with the sex scandal issue. 
You know, when we heard federal search warrants and, and scandals, a lot of people thought, is this like what's going on with former President Trump right now? Because he's kind of dealing with some similar, you know, raids uh, or searches of his property and federal investigations. And Vince is close to, to um, Trump, you know, personally, they're friends. But all indications are it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the sex scandal investigation. So we're like, why is this coming up now? Why is this coming back? We thought this was over. And then... Um, you know, the news is that it's not over. The feds are still looking into it. So why is this happening? Well, one thing has happened in the last few months. That would be the major merger with UFC. So is there a link here? Is there some concern about documents or finances or something related to this scandal that could impact this merger? That is something that's happened. There weren't a lot of details. The only reason we know about it is because it was in this SEC report. So I wrote an article about this at our website, which is news4jax.com, news4jax.com, if you don't live here in Florida where we publish our website. Um, and he said to CNBC, I have always denied any intentional wrongdoing and continue to do so. I am confident that the government's investigation will be resolved without any findings of wrongdoing. And I want to point out, Vince McMahon has not been charged with a crime. This is just part of an ongoing investigation at this point. Um, so I called a veteran um, defense lawyer who I work with a lot named Gene Nichols. He's based here in Florida with the Nichols and Pina law firm. I said, look at this. What, what do you take away from this? Well, uh, is Vince McMahon liable for any sort of criminal investigation here? Is this related to the, the merger? What do you think of it? So I sat down with Gene to kind of go through what we're seeing here, what's going on with Vince McMahon. Why are the feds coming after him when we thought this sex scandal issue was well into the background? At the same time, Triple H just spoke out a little about Vince's role at WWE at the post-SummerSlam press conference, which he just had this past weekend, that he said Vince is recovering from his spinal surgery. Triple H did not really comment on the federal investigation, but did say Vince is not part of the day-to-day -day operations of WWE right now. Obviously, while he recovers from spinal surgery, that makes sense. But we've got this lingering thing of this federal investigation that a lot of people didn't really quite understand the gravity of. So I sat down with Gene Nichols, a veteran defense lawyer, to kind of talk about it. Here is our interview with Gene Nichols, a defense lawyer, about what we can infer from this federal investigation of Vince McMahon. Here it is. Well, we are joined now by Gene Nichols, a def criminal defense attorney with the law offices of Nichols and Pena in Florida. Gene, thanks for joining us today. Oh, happy to be here, Scott. Thanks so much. So talk to me about what we can take away from this. We wouldn't have appeared to even known about this if it wasn't in WWE's quarterly report of the Security and Exchange Commission that it appears that whatever sort of federal investigation is ongoing for McMahon and there was a, a, a subpoena and a search warrant uh, brought down in July. Anything we can glean from this? Well, Scott, I think what is probably most interesting that we can glean from this is that this came from a grand jury investigation. So while we know that law enforcement, Justice Department, federal government, state attorney's office, anybody who you typically refer to as law enforcement have subpoena powers, the, a grand jury has been impaneled to search something, to make a determination as to something, most likely some form of wrongdoing by either Vince McMahon and or his company. So the fact that the grand jury has issued the subpoena, that tells us that 
There is an investigation going on into McMahon's activities and the money uh, that went into what he paid people. And so one thing that's confusing for me is, I mean, I kind of thought the story was over with the hush money thing. Why would the feds care? Is there any indication why it would be a federal thing as opposed to like a state of New York or state of Connecticut or wherever he does business? Well, I think I think the reason why the federal government's involved, and specifically it appears it's the Securities and Exchange Commission that's involved, is because of the deal that's going on. We're talking about Vince McMahon's organization in in brokering a deal, a multi-million, if not billion dollar deal uh, with another organization. And because that's going on, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the people who are kind of watching businesses is what we will call it, they are investigating whether or not this is a good deal or not. And they're investigating whether or not Vince McMahon's tax returns, the corporate tax returns, the corporate paperwork reflected everything that probably happened with him with this hush money. Part of the what the Security Exchange Commission is always going to be looking for is to make sure that nobody is doctoring books, nobody is making up anything in a merger, that everything is legitimate and above board. And so while Vince McMahon may have faced some sort of liability, personal liability, for any actions he took. I think now what we're probably seeing is that the government is really looking into whether or not all the books are correct in this deal between McMahon's company and others. So as far as, you know, we see this happen and there were no criminal charges, does that necessarily mean anything or, or for an ongoing investigation like this, you know, if there were charges, they could come in a few months or, or would we know already if they found anything? Yes, yeah, so I think we are presuming a little bit too much that there have not been charges yet. Just because we haven't seen charges yet does not mean that there's not going to be charges. But really, more than anything, it's just going to depend upon. We know they're looking into the WWE uh, and their their SEC filings. Any corporation like the WWE is constantly filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. And so whether or not there were individual acts taken by McMahon that they discover pursuant to the subpoena, he could easily still face criminal prosecution. I'm not saying he's going to, but when you have a grand jury investigating, grand juries investigate wrongdoing. Now, whether or not the grand jury is investigating it from the WWE, whether or not they're investigating it from McMahon specifically, we don't know. But there's a difference between the Securities and Exchange Commission looking into a merger versus a grand jury being impaneled looking into a merger. So if there's a grand jury investigating somebody in the federal government believes that there's something wrong going on. And my guess is it's where that money went. We, you know, but we, we have seen in the country before that we have problems when individuals who pay hush money uh, and how they get through their taxes and how it's shown and who pays for it uh, becomes an issue and it becomes a legal issue. And we have seen that obviously with President Trump. And so in this situation, the question, you know, begs itself, did the WWE pay this hush money? Did Vince McMahon pay this hush money? If it was paid by the WWE, was it claimed appropriately? And my guess is that there are questions as to who paid the money, how it was paid, and whether or not it was properly claimed. Would you suspect this is something that Vince McMahon, an individual, needs a lawyer for? Does he use the corporate lawyers? I mean, would the company separate themselves from McMahon as far as a criminal defense? It's a, it's a great question. So kind of going from the third back, you know, McMahon needs a lawyer. I, I would suspect that not only does the WWE have their own lawyer, but McMahon also probably needs his own individual lawyer. In any situation like this, 
when an individual is facing the potential of any criminal liability, then he'll have separate counsel if he's already been informed by the Securities and Exchange Commission or the Department of Justice that he's not facing any criminal liability, then yes, it's probably just going to rely upon the WWE, their corporate counsel, and everybody can follow that lead. But if he has any personal liability, then there is no question he's got his own personal counsel to look out for his own best interest. He put out a statement that I'm assuming was written by someone, says he did nothing wrong. Um, is that pretty standard, typical for a high-profile public figure in dealing with the press on how they would respond to something of this nature? Yes. Yeah, so we've got to remember that, again, there's there are that we're, we're dealing with a tremendously large business. We're dealing with tremendously large assets, investments, individuals, companies who are involved. Uh, this is a massive organization. And so in order to not only protect the bottom line of everybody who's involved, not only to protect Vince McMahon, I'm not surprised that he's come out and said that he didn't do anything wrong. Now we're going to get into the argument as the definition of wrong. We have argued before and when high profile individuals get in trouble, what words mean. And so if he doesn't think he's done anything wrong, maybe he didn't. And maybe they paid this money. It's hard to say appropriately, but at least maybe not illegally. But now the question is begs itself is, are the corporate books correct? Are, you know, if if the WWE paid the money, was it claimed appropriately? If it was paid by Vince McMahon, was it appropriate? And so my guess is, is that if Vince McMahon believes he hadn't done anything wrong, then he probably paid it out of his own pocket and it didn't come out of the corporation. But if it came out of the corporation and it hasn't been a part of this deal, that's why the Securities and Exchange Commission may want to know about it. One other thing. So I've heard, you know, since this merger was announced that people who are stakeholders in these two companies, you know, there could be lawsuits. When money's involved, people sue if they feel they didn't get their their just payout or whatever. I mean, beyond a, a criminal investigation with such a m massive merger of this nature, could we see other lawsuits arise from maybe minority shareholders, things of that nature? Absolutely. I mean, and whenever you see a merger this size, there are always people who are upset. There are always people who are hurt by the merger. There are always people who financially lose out in a merger. Not every merger just creates happiness for everybody who's involved. You've got to think that when two large entities merge, a lot of people are going to lose jobs. A lot of people are going to lose positions. A lot of people are going to lose out. And so you can tip, you will typically see some form of lawsuit. When two big corporations try to merge, you're hopeful stock values, value of the company goes up. So everybody benefits in the end. The real question here, though, I think what the Securities and Exchange Commission is making sure of is that, again, nobody's going to be hurt because it's, that's part of what the federal government does do when it comes to large mergers like this. They're going to look into it and they're going to make sure that nobody's going to get crippled uh, by a merger such as this. So again, you know, I, I think that there's always the potential to see lawsuits. A lot of it's just going to depend upon how much money everybody makes when the merger takes place and how many people lose out on any jobs or any position that they already have. You've worked with hundreds, if not thousands of clients over the years who um, probably have not been to the point of, I mean, can you talk to me about that dynamic of someone who hasn't been criminally charged yet, but you know someone's investigating what McMahon's lawyers are doing right now? They are, they are, they have spent all of this time trying to figure out what's going on in the grand jury room. When you represent a client who's being investigated by the grand jury, you know, I mean, it's, 
we always call grand jury investigations secretive, and they are secretive, and you don't get to know. But at the same time, you do. Having represented clients who have been in front of grand juries before and having represented witnesses in front of grand jury, you know what's going on in that room. You know what they're looking at. And then finally, when you get into that room, the pointed questions make it very clear as to what they're looking at. So what, the, what his team has been doing is going through the books. His team wants to know as well how everything was done and or trying to correct anything that was improperly done. So there, uh, his, his, his team, if he has his own separate counsel, are just looking for criminal liability to make sure that he's not liable. But I would presume, I could be wrong, but I would presume with the amount of money that was paid out that his lawyers already looked into this, already tackled this issue, and probably knew this was coming because it was such a large payout for the reasons that it was. Gene Nichols of the Law Offices of Nichols and Pina in Florida. Thanks, Gene, for joining us today. God, happy to be here. Appreciate being invited. And so that's what a veteran lawyer has to say. Gene Nichols, once again, with Nichols and Pina Law Firm. Thanks for joining us. Um, I do want to point out one other financial transaction that's that can't be overlooked here. So we've talked a lot about the merger with UFC, and that's obviously the big elephant in the room. That's where all the money is. There's one other issue with money ch changing hands. And this is CNN Business reporting this. So when McMahon had that sex scandal come up, WWE started an investigation. They formed a special committee. Um, and apparently that wasn't free. That costs a lot of money. So CNN is reporting so when McMahon returned to the company here six, eight months ago, he had to agree to repay all the money for that investigation. And he repaid to WWE $17.4 million. That was something else the company reported to the Securities and Exchange Commission. So the fact that Vince is paying back to WWE all this money, that's another thing that could be looked at. That's more money changing hand and several millions of dollars here. So it, it's hard to say what exactly is going on. As Gene was saying, you know, there's so much going that the um, grand jury is investigating. What are they investigating is in question. So that $17.4 million is also a major amount of money along with the merger with UFC. So that's kind of where it stands now. Once again, Vince has not been charged with a crime. But as you can see, this investigation is ongoing. Vince is saying in a statement to the press he's done nothing wrong. WWE is saying they're complying. And we're just kind of watching this because uh, no one is really looking at this. I mean, in the news, they've had news of the WWE-UFC merger, but no one really knew the, the gritty behind-the-scenes details, like the fact that McMahon is part of a federal investigation right now. We only learned that because WWE had to do a, a public filing to the Security and Exchange Commission, which kind of let the cat out of the bag. That's how we even know this is going on. So we'll be monitoring that. We don't know where it'll end. But I want to talk to you about the other major headline in the wrestling in industry that has been going on in the last week, and that is the war of words between Triple H and Tony Khan. Don't put the graphic up yet to my director. I want to kind of set this up where we're at right now. So Cody Rhodes, as you know, is getting a major push in WWE right now. WWE is doing the whole rollout for him. Promotional things, commercials. Um, he's all over the place. You see, If you see WWE commercial, you most likely see Cody Rhodes. 
You probably should be seeing L.A. Knight just as much. If you're a fan, you know how big he is. But Cody's everywhere. Cody's kind of one of the faces of the company, him and Roman. And everyone's kind of wondering, will Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes be WrestleMania 40's main event? Who knows? That's a different topic for a different time. But Cody, they're doing everything for. One of the things they did, if you've been watching Peacock, they did that huge Cody Rhodes documentary promoting Cody and that this is his path to greatness with his great lineage from his dad, Dusty, and the Rhodes family meaning so much to wrestling. And now he wanted to come be at the peak, which would become WWE champion. That's kind of the basis of this um, documentary, which you can go watch on Peacock right now. So in this documentary... Triple H says something. So to my director, I'm going to, uh, just so we have an order, I'm going to show, we're going to show this Triple H quote. I want to come back on camera, and then I'll call for that Tony Khan response a little later on. I want to focus on what Triple H said right now, and let's put it up on the screen in this documentary. We, um, to then, this is, he's talking about Cody. To then take that gamble again and say, this is not what I wanted to be. I didn't grow up dreaming of being the champion or the face of a secondary promotion. I wanted to be WWE champion. Those two words right there, secondary promotion, is what set Wrestling World of Fire. Everyone was talking about Triple H called w uh, AEW secondary promotion. I want to analyze how he did this. This was not by accident. This was not Triple H saying an offhand comment during a press conference. This was deliberate. Triple H said this in an edited video. The script, the editing, the uh, editorial process had to be done. WWE knew what it was doing when it put in a soundbite from Triple H that called AEW a secondary promotion. This was not by mistake, it was deliberate. And Triple H is the chief operating officer of this company. He is pretty much the head man. So when he goes into a WWE-produced video and calls AEW a, quote, secondary promotion that was on purpose, it was not on accident, and that is essentially the company, WWE, calling AEW a secondary promotion. Because when the CEO says that in a, promotion, in a promotional documentary, it's edited in there on purpose, you might as well just have it come out as a press release from WWE corporate. It's the same thing. It means just as much. So a war of words has kind of started between WWE and AEW. Now, we've had kind of a cold war between the two companies with, you know, quotes on Twitter, things here or there. But this was a deliberate commentary on AEW in a promotional video about Cody Rhodes, who was the top guy in AEW before he went to WWE. So what's AEW to do? So I see this all over the place, and I see a lot of people saying, well, they are the secondary promotion. I don't think anyone discounts that AEW is not to the point of WWE yet. But that's not how Tony Khan sees it. Tony Khan sees it as WWE just took a shot at my company and he did not take this lying down. So Tony Khan goes to the Orlando Sentinel and he talks to them and he gives them this quote. Let's put it up on the screen. We certainly won't be the secondary promotion at All In talking about their big event coming up in London. We're number one in the UK on TV and with a record gate. Talks of 70,000 fans. 
I have a lot of respect for Cody. They were close business partners. I know these weren't his words, to be fair, but we're not secondary in a lot of markets. For the first time in a long time, WWE has been secondary in a lot of markets. I'm proud of where we're at, and we're not taking a back seat to anybody. So let me see if I can find that. Tony Khan not that, taking that laying down. I want to see if I can find this. I should have had it ready of something WWE posted not too long after that um, issue came out with that Orlando Sentinel article and Tony Khan putting out that quote. WWE, I think right in the same time, and I don't think this is by accident, puts out an, an article, the corporation does, WWE 39 generated $215 million for the Los Angeles region, setting a new company record. Triple H retweets it. Another company blockbuster for WrestleMania 39. Thank you for each and every member of the Los Angeles blah, blah, blah. I don't believe the timing of this was by accident. You have Triple H call them a secondary promotion. Hours or minutes after Tony Khan goes public saying, hey, we are not a secondary promotion, WWE puts out that headline. I think it was deliberate. I think WWE is responding. Which makes you wonder, why is WWE doing this? Since AEW became a company in 2019, it has kind of been viewed as a secondary promotion. Even early on, AEW would say, we're not trying to compete with WWE. We're doing our own thing. But now they're to the point of doing this all-in event in the UK and selling out an estimated 70,000 seats. They're, they're becoming a global brand. This almost seems like the war is on. No longer is it a cold war with this secondary promotion, quote-unquote, just doing their thing on TNT and TBS each week. Now they're kind of wanting to go head-to-head. -head. It almost reminds me of WWE, WCW in the mid-90s, which is arguably the greatest wrestling war of all time, when those two entities went head-to-head. -head. And now it looks like AEW has their ducks in a row. They've been a company for four years now. They are ready to go to war with WWE. And Tony Khan did not let that statement from Triple H go un unanswered, and he was quick to go into the press and respond. I reached out to AEW for comment. I've not heard back yet, but if we do get a comment from AEW or if Tony wants to come on the show and talk about it or Triple H, you know, they're welcome, of course. But that's kind of where it's at right now. So this was definitely not a cold war anymore. This was a direct war of words in the press. WWE knew what it was doing when it put out that secondary promotion comment. Tony Khan knew what he was doing when he spoke in the Orlando Sentinel about it. Almost reminds me, beyond the... Monday Night Wars uh, analogy that I used almost reminds me of two competing political campaigns making comments about the other one, even when one seems way ahead. So I decided to talk to a guy who I know is a wrestling fan, but he's also a political guy. He does a right-wing show here. I don't want to call it right-wing. It is a conservative-based talk show in Florida, uh, Ed Dean. Uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth about the content of his show, but it is a conservative-based talk show. It has a big Republican audience in Florida. But he knows wrestling, and he knows how political campaigns tend to go head-to-head. -head. That's kind of what this reminded me of, with the two top guys at each company, the faces of the company, Triple H and Tony Khan, going head-to-head -head in the media. So I brought Ed Dean in, hosted the Ed Dean Show, 
um, to kind of help me analyze this. So here's our interview with Ed Dean, kind of looking at both. We're going to look at this, this issue with Tony Khan and Triple H going back and forth. And also we'll ask him a little about this Vince McMahon thing with the FCC. Here's our interview with radio host Ed Dean. Well, we are joined right now by Ed Dean, host of the Ed Dean Radio Show based here in Florida. It's a political show, and I wanted to bring him on because some of this stuff going on in the wrestling world almost reminds me a little bit of politics, kind of how it's going about. Ed, thanks for joining us today. John, I love you. Call me anytime. I'm always ready to come on. Thanks for coming on. So this Triple H throwing shade on AEW, Tony Khan responding almost reminds me of like competing political campaigns. So let's lay it out. So Triple H calls in a in an edited video, deliberately put in there, he says Cody Rhodes was a champion of a, quote, secondary promotion. Tony Khan comes back and says, we're not secondary in, on the, in the Orlando Sentinel and says, you know, we're selling out in, in the United Kingdom, um, you know, pushing back really quickly. Ed, what do you take away from this? I mean, Triple H is the COO of WWE. So when he says that, it's essentially like the WWE saying it. He's not just some performer. He's the head of the company here. You know what it makes me think about this? Let's say you're on an eBay. You have an auction. You think you're going to win this auction. You want that product, and somebody shafts you over, and then all you want to do is you want to talk smack. I wonder, because you covered this as well, that if they wanted to have a few of the AEW, they thought there might have been some free agents or some coming from an independent circuit, they thought they were going to get until Tony Khan at the last minute that was maybe able to siphon them off. I got news for you. If I was Triple H, I'd probably be pretty peeved off as well. Politics is a lot like professional wrestling. They want it all prearranged, whatever. But having said this, I, that's what I'm thinking of. Otherwise, it's like Trump versus DeSantis. Trump, if you're so much in the polls, why even try to deal with DeSantis? Or is the yeah, yeah, let me get to that. I want to get to okay. that specific point. So, or maybe Triple H was drinking that night. Who knows? I mean, you could argue that, but this wasn't, it wasn't a drinking. I want to point out this was edited in a WWE produced video. It was not like a tweet or something. This was a, a, a sound bite that was put in there. So, um, they say this, but. AEW is a secondary promotion. We know that. I mean, everyone knows that. Why give them air? You know, and you made well, the Trump analogy. Scott, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be honest with you. Let's say, I mean, you're a news anchor, and let's say that when you come up as a free agent, this one group thinks they've got you and they want you so bad. Like, let's say WWE wants a free agent, and then AEW, which showed no interest, comes up and almost like a last-minute eBay purchase, they got you. I got news for you. I'm just thinking that's the quickest thing I can think of. If I'm Triple H, I would be angry as well. And it's kind of like, um, as you said, like Donald Trump in politics right now is leading Ron DeSantis by a considerable amount, but he still goes out of his way to talk about the guy. Yeah. The sanctimonious. I mean, so either you're cocky enough where you feel you can get away with it, which I think that's possible, even though DeSantis in so many states is tied with Trump. But anyway, having said that, or Trump feels that there's some what they call internal polling that shows Somebody swing states I need to win. Ron DeSantis is neck and neck. Do you think Do you think behind the scenes that WWE might be aware that AEW is nipping at their heels a little more than maybe we understand? Do you believe they're nipping at their heels? I mean, I, I get what you said. They're going over to other areas where the, for example, when John Cena came out Money in the Bank and talked about having WrestleMania in England because they're, they already knew that Tony Khan, hey, we want to do more over here. 
and maybe they couldn't get the venue that Khan got it. Think about that as well, that WWE wanted. I'd be ticked off. And remember, it's not how much money that the WWE makes. It's how much you can always make more. Remember, the goal of every billionaire is to make another billion. Tony Khan comes behind them, gets an apparatus that they can't get a hold of. If I get, if I'm Triple H, as, as, if this had happened to Tony Khan, I probably would have mentioned them on the air as well. I'm thinking that's possibly what happened, or unless you feel, hey, man, we're cocky, we're arrogant. You know how it is. We have a shtick like that on radio. Let's let's nudge the other guy just because I'm bored. It reminds me of the Monday Night Wars. Remember that when Raw oh. and Nitro were going back and forth and digging at each other each week? Yeah, but that was the difference because they were closed for the 83 weeks. It was... Oh, we lost you for a second. In the fall, when okay, start, start over because we just lost right. your signal for a second. Say that again, what you were saying about 83 weeks. Okay, ready? Yep. So you remember during the Monday Night Wars, which is phenomenal. I loved it. But remember, they won for 83 weeks from, 90, from 96 with NWO, National Hall, to around the spring, summertime, give or take, of 98. Remember, WWE was still up in the ratings, but it was still only by about a point, point and a half. Remember later that year, Goldberg versus Hogan, that yep. one in that market. So, so they, it wasn't the wide range that you saw in 99 and 2000. They were still neck and neck. So that's the reason why it still went back and forth. But remember, the success of those of 97 and 98, like the Giant and others, left to go to WWE. Guess what? I, I Again, I would have been ticked off as well. Do you think that uh, WWE is a little bothered that the cons have so much money that they know that despite ratings or popularity or whatever, Shad Khan's sitting on $12 billion and they know that's a threat to steal away talent? You know, you bring up an interesting point. It's like, as a, as a news publisher, as a radio host, I'm blessed. We have, we're number one in the state, having said that. Um, it's It's kind of like, Triple H might think that they maybe maybe inside the bubble of all the wrestling podcasts, your show very successful of all the they're talking more about AEW when they should be talking about the constant, as you would call Sting, the franchise. And maybe Triple H feels that they're not giving enough as they should be, and said more's going to AEW. Guess what? If, if you did that to me, I'd probably give a little bit of recognition, maybe not in the most positive way. Of, why is this guy getting more publication when my numbers are bigger? I want to get your opinion on the other big topic to come out this week. That's Vince McMahon and the federal government. So apparently in this Security and Exchange Commission report, we learned that in mid-July, Vince was served with a federal subpoena and um, a search warrant. He was not criminally charged. I do want to clarify that. Mm -hmm. But just that the, that the Fed seemed to be moving along with an investigation, maybe related to a sex scandal from a, a year or so ago. What do you think of that? Were you kind of surprised to hear about that? I, I, yes and no. Follow me for a second. Let me play Area 51. Either because when you think of a scandal, it's done with a state court. Think about this. Why is the feds getting involved? Now, is it possible they didn't report the hush money on a Securities and Exchange Commission, which is federal, by the way, okay. and or the only other thing I can think of is, is that maybe he's done some business dealings like, who was the, the, the was it like the UFC? Who was the, the they're, they're partnered up now. Yeah, with the, Endeavor uh, and Ari Emanuel, yep. Yes. Maybe the, he didn't tell them about that, which is, again,
not a red flag. And I mean, who knows what could have happened? But why would the feds be involved, which is a great point, unless he didn't properly report it. And by the way, if you did a merger, you didn't report this, I would be kind of angry as well. Vince's statement has been essentially, I've done nothing wrong. I've committed no crime here. <laughs> Do you think that's pretty that? typical? Yeah, it sounds pretty typical. I've done, what do you, because if you admitted you did something wrong, your, your shares and your stock would go down. Got it. Ed Dean, host of the Ed Dean Radio Show, listen in Jacksonville or most of North Florida anytime. Ed, thanks for joining us. Scott, love you. Talk to you next week. So I want to uh, thank Ed for coming on the show, helping us kind of break down how he sees this. So both these stories are kind of ongoing. I think on the AEWWE thing, the big inflection point is this UK show that AEW has going on with All In. If they're going to fill out Wembley, fill up Wembley Stadium, that's a big deal for uh, AEW. That is kind of a watershed moment for them as a company. And, and as Tony Khan said, they're leading WWE in certain markets. If you're leading in some markets and then more and then more and then more, this goes from a Cold War to an all-out war between the two behemoths globally in the wrestling industry. So that's kind of where we're at there. On the Vince thing, we're really going to watch it as it unfolds because there will be leaks, there will be no, more headlines that come out. I cannot encourage you enough to go uh, follow us on at Going Ringside at both TikTok and Instagram. Uh, also, and I keep calling it Twitter, it's now called X. I'm at WJXT Scott J. If you're on X, formerly Twitter, at WJXT Scott J. I've got a handle there. Put a lot of news there uh, in the wrestling world. But really, going rings on a TikTok and Instagram, we put daily updates. And when we learn about more stuff going on with Vince and this, this merger and any sort of federal investigation, we get it on immediately. Um, so check us out there. But that's kind of where things are at. We're going to continue to monitor this. Um, I put out the request to AEW if they want to come on to talk a little more about what Triple H had to say or WWE wants to come on, they are, of course, welcome too. Um, so thanks again for joining us for another episode of Going Ringside. A lot going on in this world. We are continuing to keep up with it as best we can. Uh, once again, give us a follow at Going Ringside, TikTok, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. See you back here next week. This has been Going Ringside with The Local Station, brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player, on News 4 Jax Plus, as well as the News 4 Jax YouTube channel.